second-hand clothing, right? Third-hand clothing, and we give it to charity, and we assume that's charity. That's not charity. Not in Islam. Charity is when you give something that is good. Allah is pure, and He only accepts things that are not pure. So next time you give charity to someone, make sure it's not wool clothing that you can dump anywhere in any of these boxes that you find on the roadside. But when you're giving a Muslim, make sure the charity is good, it is new, it's something that they can appreciate and say, this is now from Allah. The Allah has given me this, these clothing for this food, for this money. This is how Muslims treat the ibadah. Because charity, sallallahu is an ibadah, you must offer it in the most purest of forms. Not in the dirtiest of forms, or the filthiest of forms, or the lowest grade possible. This is how we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu developing the mindset of a Muslim that when I want to receive something from someone, I don't want a third class action. I don't want something that's damaged, or worn, or sullied, or torn. I want something that's good and nice. When somebody gives you a gift, and you know the gift is second hand, you throw it in the, in the trash can. You don't bother with it, you throw it in the trash can. That's where it goes, that's where it belongs. Likewise, when someone else is receiving a gift from you, a sadaqah from you, you have to make sure that it is good and pure. And that is the discipline that the Prophet is teaching through this hukum and this rule of Qurbani that makes sure the animal is good, it's healthy, it looks mature, and it's something that you can offer to Allah and say, I am offering you, I am offering you the best that I have, not the worst. The Quran says, don't think about the filthiest of things to give it sometimes charity. So this is a lesson for us through the Sunnah. The Prophet also said, That Allah has prescribed ihsan in everything. Excellence in everything. That through our civilization, when you look at Muslim civilization, you'll see that this excellence comes out. It comes out in everything we do. It comes out in the way we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It comes out in the way that we build our structures and our buildings. You look at the masajid that Muslims have built throughout the centuries, they are spectacular. They're mind boggling. You go into some of these masajid, and all you want to do is sit there and make the look of Allah because this is ihsan. This is the way we used to do things with ihsan, with excellence, because this is the Prophet's hukum. This is the sunnah of the Rasul that when you do things, do things with excellence, don't do it haphazardly, as if your heart is not there, your mind is not there, you're doing it grudgingly. When I do the salat in the Umbusah. This is the sign of Munafiq that when he approaches salat, he approaches salat 
feeling lazy. His heart is not there, his mind is not there. There's no ihsan there. There's no excellence there. There's no pride in the fact that I'm worshipping Allah. So when you look at the Muslim civilization of the old, you'll see that we did things with excellence and pride. Look at the calligraphy that Muslims developed while they were writing the Quran the Masahib. They used gold and silver and they used colors to decorate every letter and they took painstaking efforts to make sure that everything was not, not just correct, but it was beautiful with Iqsar. Look at the way Muslims have always dressed. Look at their cuisine, how excellent the Muslim cuisine is. Look at the way that they dealt with hygiene and how beautiful they were. Ihsan, everywhere you go in the Muslim civilization of the past, you'll see Ihsan. Nothing is haphazard, nothing is set in class. Nothing is done in such a way that looks like well, it's just a, a bunch of guys got together and they said, let's do this Islamically. No. So Allah has said, Allah has prescribed Ihsan, excellence in everything. Some people say, this is also applicable in our workplace, which is fine. We can apply that. And we should be with Ihsan in our workplace. But the most important is in our ibadah. So here the Prophet said that when you kill, then make sure the killing is good. And when you slaughter, make sure the slaughter is good. Make it good. Now how do you do this? The Prophet Sallallahu training the mind of the Sahaba. That later on in the future developments of the Muslim civilization, everything has to be good. The finished product has to be good. When you have customer service, it has to be good. When you have relations with people, it has to be good. When you're attending people, hosting people, it has to be good. It can't be second class and just throw things together. The presentation counts. There's a lot to be said about this hadith. That the presentation that you're presenting is animal in front of Allah. And the presentation is what counts. So he said, make sure the animal sacrifice is good. Make it good. Bring it with itself. And how do you do that? How do you do that? You do that by not intimidating the animal. You're going to kill the animal. These two examples the Prophet gave is our destructive act of killing and sacrificing animals. They're destructive. They're not constructive. The killing part, that's a different issue. But it's state legislative killing, then it has to be swift and less painful. The least painful possible. When you kill an animal, it has to be the least painful, not for you, for the animal. That is where Ihsan comes in. So he, he would rebuke people who would sharpen the knife in front of the animal. And he would say, why are you killing the animal twice? Don't kill the animal twice, kill it once. Is it is against Ihsan? Yes, the fiqh is okay, you can do it. Uh, again, haphazardness. 
not having your heart and mind, not paying attention to the details. Details count. If you do certain things in Salat and it goes against the details of Salat, your Salat is invalid. See how much details matter? If you miss a limb while you're making wudu, your wudu doesn't count. You have to pay attention to details. You can't be that Allah accepts everything. No! There's a process. Along the process, there's ihsan, there's excellence. So the Prophet said, don't sharpen your knife in front of the animal because number one, it pains the animal. Number two, it is against ihsan. Umar radiallahu saw that somebody was dragging their animal. It's a sacrifice. Oh, you're thinking the animal's going to die anyway. What the heck? Who cares? So Omar reprimanded him. Don't drag the animal. Don't do this. This is not treating the animal with dignity. So even you're killing the animal, you have to treat him with dignity, with honor. You're going to cut it, you're going to slaughter it, and you're going to eat it. But in the process, pay attention to the detail of sir. So my dear brothers and sisters, what we must appreciate is that the Islam's approach to life is twofold. One is that the mechanics must be right, meaning the fifth. Don't underestimate the fifth. Some people say fifth is not important. Fifth is what makes Islam Islam. Move. And then Ihsan on top of it. Inna Allah yakmuru bil adli wa Allah commands justice and Ihsan. First, make sure the fifth is correct. That the rules are applied. The mechanics are correct. And secondly, make sure it is excellent. Pay attention that you are doing this for Allah. You are presenting this for Allah. And Allah is one who does what? seen Allah's creation? Think about Allah's greatness. If he was to create everything haphazardly, right? Where there's no order and there's no system and number three, there's no beauty in what he creates, then he would be a very miserable species on the planet. If there's no beauty in the next say Allah's creation and his creativity, we'd be bored to death. You say, what is this? What kind of mismatched coloring scheme does the universe present? You look at every every leaf of every tree and you see how beautiful that leaf is. You look at every snowflake, you look at every raindrop, you look at all the magnificent, beautiful places on the earth, how Allah's creation comes together with justice and then ihsan, excellence. This is how Allah creates Sunnah Allah's creation where He perfects everything. The deen He perfects. The eye which was revealed in Yawm Arafah, the day of Arafah, the night of the Hajj, is the eye which tell, tells us about the perfection and the completion of the deen. are imperfect. The deen is not imperfect. And number two, it is not incomplete. So when we look at the 
rules and regulations and the prescriptions that a Nabi gives to his followers, it is full of paying attention to details and it is filled and it is covered and it is decorated with Iqsar. Excellence. This is how a Muslim does things because that's how Allah prays. So when we give to Allah, we give with taqwa and we give with dua and we give with ihsan and excellence so that we may benefit from Allah subhanahu nur, Allah subhanahu Allah subhanahu ajr. This is the message of the Quran. Ibrahim when he was sacrificing or trying to sacrifice his son, the knife wasn't working. So he said, let me sharpen the knife again. So he sharpened the knife again, and still wasn't working. Then he sharpened the knife again, and still wasn't working. So even there, Ibrahim paid attention to the minute detail of the instrument with which he's going to be willing to sacrifice his son. This is what prophets do. Prophets bring about a change in human life, human society, human behavior, because they know how to present in front of Allah. Ya Bani Adam, O children of Adam, take your beauty wherever you have such that. Wherever you go and you make sajda, make sure that is the place where you can say, Alhamdulillah, I'm making sajda in a nice place, good place. Don't do that, obviously, if you're traveling and you're somewhere and you don't have the ability to do that, that that's the position. But when you're at home, or when you are arranging a banquet and a feast for people in the hall, then instead of putting the past in for your sajda, do it properly. Plastic, and you make a sajda on plastic, and you say, oh, this is wonderful. It's not wonderful, because the Quran says you should take your zina. Take your zina to the place of worship. Be proud that you're putting your head on this place of worship and place of sajda. Do it properly. Presentation counts. Nothing in Islam is without presentation, and this was the beauty of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu He paid attention to details, and he presented himself in front of Allah, in front of people with Ihsan. May Allah give us all the